Him four six five. Him four six five. 诗歌四百六十五首。Hymn number four six five. 诗歌四百六十五首。We who have been saved by grace have entered into eternal fellowship with God our Father and with His Son. We also thank you for the precious fellowship one with another. And even this day, as we share with one another, we pray that we might see the preciousness of Christ. He is our bread, our food, our life. We pray that the Holy Spirit might teach us principles of fellowship. So we gather. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. We'd like to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to turn to some scriptures today, beginning in Leviticus chapter 23. The scriptures give us the different feasts in the Old Testament. So, according to this Leviticus, we see that in the Old Testament, there are different seasons. 
In these certain feasts of the year, the, the children of Israel were commanded to come together and celebrate the feast. And this morning we want to read about the Feast of the First Fruits. And this begins in verse 9 of chapter 23. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give to you, and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest will wave it. Now on the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb, one year old, without defect, for a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall then be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering by fire to the Lord for a soothing aroma, with its drink offering a fourth of a hen of wine. 新要分之一，吃一次四分之一，一星四分之一。Wow, that was tough. You should get this translation. Now let's turn to First Corinthians chapter fifteen. 哥林多前书十五章。Want to read uh, in this chapter verses 20 through 26. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the first fruits, after that those who are Christ's at his coming, and then comes the end. When he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. 
未期到了那时基督即将一切执政的掌权的有权的都毁灭了就把国交与父神因为基督要做王等神把一切抽低都放在他的脚下然后 then we want to turn uh, to John chapter 12 the gospel of John 然后约翰福音第十二章 Beginning in verse 23. And Jesus answered, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to eternal life. In this season of ministry, here in our gathering, we are speaking on the matter of fellowship. This was an experience of life very precious to believers. We know that after the day of Pentecost, when the church was born, they had fellowship continually together. And our brother Christian has been sharing over several messages on the preciousness of fellowship seen in the Lord's table and the Lord's supper. As we remember how much we are sinners, so we appreciate this precious fellowship we're in. How can any of us deserve to fellowship with God the Father or with His Son? You and I have no right to fellowship with Mayor Bloomberg. We are not worthy. And, and President Obama, we will never meet. We are not worthy. And we are not worthy to meet with King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But He has made the way possible for us to have fellowship with such a King. We have been talking about how precious this fellowship is. But I have wanted to speak uh, somewhat on the basis of our fellowship. What right have we got to fellowship with our Lord? And so I have been looking at the uh, feast in the Old Testament as a picture of fellowship. These feasts were a picture 
of the reality of the fellowship that we have in Christ Jesus. Each of the feasts of the Old Testament is a picture of some aspect of our Lord's wonderful saving work. And so we've been thinking of fellowship as a feast. Now I think everybody loves feasts. Nobody feasts more than the Chinese. We in America we have July 4th. Now we must wait till Labor Day. Then we barbecue some more steaks. You have feast. I think every week. Mama's birthday, Daddy's birthday, everybody. So I know that you love feasts. And this is what it is to fellowship together. But you see, there's a spiritual reality to the feast. When we think of the picture in the Old Testament, now most of the people were very poor. They didn't have feasts. Many of them seldom ate meat. But then in these certain times of the year, they went to Jerusalem to Zion and they feast on this land. As they climb up toward Jerusalem, they already are getting hungry, hungry. And they will stop their work. They will eat together. They will talk about their history. They will sing, they will worship. And so the feasts were very special times. Now we feast in the Lord Jesus every day. But surely when we come together every Lord's day, we can take the feast at the Lord's table. You know, this is a very uh, sad fact. That most Christian churches just have a communion, maybe once a month or once every three months. But we believe this is the most important meeting. Because when we gather to fellowship at the Lord's table, we are not putting teaching first. We are not putting the gospel first. We're putting the Lord Jesus first. This is opportunity to say, all for you, Jesus, all for you. And so it is wonderful we gather together week by week. And we feast in this kind of way. And our desire, even as in the Old Testament feast, is to eat and fellowship together in one. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. 
This is God's family. Oh, I wish we had many, many more languages. We only have three. We have some English, we have some Portuguese, we have some Mandarin. Actually, we have some Cantonese. Maybe actually we have a little Spanish. But we need a lot more. Oh, have you ever heard Russians worship? Ah, we need Russian worship. We wish we could have Koreans also. We wish, oh, if you could only hear Indians worship. They speak so fast. Worship is great. Oh, maybe one day we'll have worship. We hear 50 different uh, tongues. We are all one. We should enjoy this feast. Now we're looking at these feasts of the Old Testament. And there are three feasts that actually are called one. When the Jews say they they uh, celebrate the Passover, it actually involves a week of feasting. And there are three feasts within that week. On the 14th Nisan, this day of the month in the Jewish calendar, they celebrate the Passover. And we spoke about that uh, a little while back. When they put the blood over the door, and the death angel passed over the house in Egypt. We spoke about this wonderful picture of our salvation. How can we fellowship together? Who can fellowship together? Who can come to the Lord's table? Oh, who have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And all who are eating the Lamb. And that means eating of the life of our Lord Jesus. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Then we have a Passover together. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. But then there was a second feast the very next day. And this was called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Because you remember the night of the Passover, the very next day, the Egyptians said, go and leave. And so the children of Israel left to go out of Egypt. They had no time to let their bread rise up that they made, so they had unleavened bread. And this is also a picture of fellowship. Because we know if we're to have fellowship together, 
我们知道，如果我们在一起有交通的话，we have to put away all leaven。我们需要把所有的这个教都挪去。So Paul says, Christ is our Passover lamb。所以当保罗说，基督是我们逾越节的羔羊的时候。But not, not, but we need to eat, enjoy the feast。但是我们应该享用这个这个宴席。Not with the leaven of wickedness。不是这个有这个呃邪恶的教。but with the uh, with the unleavened bread of a pure heart. Now when we fellowship together, you see we we cannot fellowship in the flesh. Now do you know most people when they think of fellowship, of Christian fellowship, they just say, oh, it's just brothers and sisters coming together. Now this is true. We share with one another in fellowship. But what the Lord desires is for us to share Christ one with another. Again, the images. I have this piece of lamb. It's wonderful. And I, I cut off a piece and I give you a piece. We share the Lord Jesus together. But this has to come not by our own natural life. But by the life of the Lord in us we fellowship Now when we fellowship together just with our natural life, now what happens? Well we start out happy, then we get in a fight. Oh, you took, you put too much hoisin sauce. <laughs> we don't like this and we don't like that. Or I start to talk, but all I do is talk about me. Me, 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 me. You say, I don't like that food. So when we just talk about ourselves, or we just fellowship out of our natural life, it can cause problems. And so the Feast of Unleavened Bread gives us this principle. If we want to live in fellowship that edifies one another, we need to put away the leaven from our life. The sin from our life. The works of the flesh of our life. And we need to pursue holiness and purity together. Paul says we're to pursue together with those who have a pure heart. And so, although the Passover is one night, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is seven nights. Because it's a picture. Now that we're saved, for the rest of our life, we need to deal with our flesh. And the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the children of Israel would renounce Eleven in their house. And so when we fellowship together, and our flesh comes out, we get angry. We say something that hurts somebody. Now we need to repent. 
And ask the Lord to remove this flesh. Because fellowship needs to be in the life of our Lord. And it must be full of love. Now there is a third uh, feast within this week of Passover. On Passover is one. Then the very next day, Feast of Unleavened Bread. And then they count the days. The next Sabbath. What day is that? Saturday. And then the day after the first Sabbath. Comes the third feast. That is the feast of the first fruit. Now look in Leviticus chapter 23 again. You'll see in verse 11. We see the detail of this feast of first fruit. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted on the day after the Sabbath the priest shall wave it. Now isn't this a wonderful picture? Uh, the Lord gave these laws to Moses. Fourteen centuries before Jesus came. And yet the feasts are a prophetic picture of our Lord Jesus' death and resurrection. Why? Because when Jesus actually came to Jerusalem and died on the cross, He was crucified in the Passover. But it says that he rose again from the dead on the first day of the week, that is the day after the Sabbath. I don't know if you see the picture. But now the priests, on that very day Jesus rose from the dead. They were going into the temple. And they had a, a sheaf of the first of the barley grain. And they came and they waved it before God. They said, Thank you, God, for this harvest of the first fruit. And so we believe that we will have a full harvest in 50 days. And then 50 days later came Pentecost. Now look what happened to Jesus. Even as the priests were saying, we have, we thank you for the first fruits. Now Jesus rose from the dead. The first fruits of man. Now what does that mean? Jesus was the first man to be raised from the dead forever. Body, soul, spirit. Now 
Isn't that wonderful? When he raised from the dead, he rose up as a man. He can be recognized as humanity. He's now a man forever. Body, soul, spirit. Resurrected. Eternal. Never die again. The first man ever to do that. Now many had passed away before Jesus died. But they lived as souls. Waiting for resurrection. But when Jesus rose up, it marked a whole new beginning. And they celebrated the feast of the first fruit. The feast was a thanksgiving for the first bunch of the harvest. And it was also a, a, a promise of that which is to come. Now that's why we look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now let's look at this. It's very simple. Verse 20, But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. <coughs> this begins a whole section where Paul is teaching on the, on the miracle of resurrection. Uh, I just show you a few uh, verses. In verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body. If there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. 死人复活也是这样，所种的是必呃受坏的。复活是不朽坏的，所种的是呃羞羞辱的。复活的是荣耀的，所种的是软弱的。复活的是强壮的，所种的是血气的身体。复活也是灵性的身体。And notice in verse twenty-six，二十六节，the last enemy that will be abolished is death。他这边提到说，呃，末了。and then notice in verse 55. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? One day, if the Lord tarries and you pass away, you will discover something. Death has no sting. Because you'll walk right out of this world and you'll keep on living. But even more wonderful is the victory. When you and I are raised in a resurrection body. I don't know about your body, but mine has some problems. 
But one day we'll have a body that doesn't have problems. A body that has lots of energy. A body that's a, a full expression of our personality. Somehow we will recognize each other. I don't know if I'll have beard. But uh, you'll know me. And I'll know you. We won't be ghosts. I won't have a little white sheet on me going, Now we'll be walking on this earth. And we will be bodies, soul, and spirit. So don't believe all this stuff you just go and go around in, in soul and space like some kind of a disembodied uh, thing. So Here is the victory in Christ Jesus. Not only is our spirit saved, not only can he save our souls, but miracle of miracles, he can save our bodies. So no matter how old you are, no matter how dead you feel, you should just go before God and hold up Jesus as the first fruits. Thank you God that Jesus rose with resurrection body. And this is my promise. He was the first fruit. I'm part of the harvest. We'll all be resurrected. Will you still speak, uh, speak Chinese? Will I only speak English? If so, all of us will have gift of interpretation of tongues. And for some of you, be first time I can understand you. Oh, we should feast now. Because the first fruits have been raised from the dead. And very soon, in the twinkling of an eye, perishable will put on the imperishable. This is a wonderful promise. Oh, death, you have no sting. You have no victory. We live because our Lord rose from the dead. But this feast means something to us presently. Not, not only do we wait with great hope for our resurrection, but we live in the spiritual reality of his resurrection life even now. Now, wouldn't it be terrible if we only had the two feasts without the third? We had the Passover feast. We had Feast of Unleavened Bread. But we didn't have Feast of First Fruits. Now what that would mean is this. Praise God, He is the Passover Lamb, you've been saved. Feast of Unleavened Bread for the rest of your life. 
You must mortify the deeds of the flesh. Uh, but there's no resurrection life. But thank God Jesus rose from the dead. And do you know what that means? <coughs> it means the ground of our fellowship is resurrection life. We fellowship together because we've been raised from the dead spiritually. Now I know these are simple things of the gospel, but I want to show you a few verses for those who don't know quite what I mean. We want to look in Ephesians chapter 2. This wonderful chapter that talks about being saved by grace. And we want to see what's happened to us spiritually. We just look at from verse 4. But God being rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him. Chapter two of Arzamsujiang. Now what a wonderful statement. We we've been raised up together with him. When Jesus was raised from the dead, we were raised from the dead. And so we live now by his resurrection life. Let's notice in Romans chapter 6. This is the basis of Paul's whole statement of how we are to live now as Christians. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. 我们若在他死的形状上与他联合，也要在他复活的形状上与他联合。Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves of sin。因为知道我们的旧人和他同定十字架，使罪身解灭灭绝，叫我们不再做罪的奴仆。Then just to verse eleven. 
Even so, reckon yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Now many Christians know Jesus as their Passover lamb. That is to say, Jesus died for you and I. And when we believe that, we are saved by His grace. But Paul is bringing the Christians in Rome to a deeper understanding. That we were united with Christ both in His death and in His resurrection. Jesus dying as our Passover lamb forgives us of sins. But being crucified with Christ and then raised again in Him, uh, delivers us from sin in the singular. Because if we're just forgiven Christians, but we live by the strength of our own flesh, then we live a life of often failures. Because as much as we want to overcome our sins, we cannot in our own strength. But when Jesus died on the cross, we were planted in the ground with him. Our old man was done away. And when Christ was raised from the dead, we were raised up together with Him. And now we live not by our own life, but by the life that Christ has given us. Now I ask you this question. Which side of this equation do you, do you live on? Do you live out of your old man? Or do you live out of your new man? If you live out of your old man, then you are trying to do everything on your own. You try to be holy. Try to pray, try to serve God, but often it's fruitless. But if you're living as the new man, he's been created in Christ Jesus. He lives by the life of Christ within. Paul made this discovery. And we know his famous phrase in Galatians chapter 2. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. 
Now this is a wonderful truth for Christians to understand. There is somebody in you. Christ in you. He is holy. Christ in you. He is spiritual. Christ in you. He is wisdom. Christ in you. He is righteous. So now why are you trying to be those things? Christ is our righteousness, our wisdom, our sanctification, But now this has application when we get together. When we get together, what life do we live out of? And so Paul tells us in Second Corinthians chapter five. Again, very familiar verses. But when we begin by verse fourteen of chapter five, we see a wider context. For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. 所以我们从今以后不凭着外貌认人了。虽然凭着外貌认过基督,如今却不再这样认他了。若有人在基督里,他就是新造的人,就是已过,都变成新的了。Now you see this verse 17, it's a very famous verse.所以第十七节非常有名的。And the Greek allows you to translate this word creature or creation either way.所以这个希腊文让你 it's true, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. You and I have been made new creatures. But Paul is talking about something bigger. When he talks about the new creation, He's talking about this new creation of the church. The church has been made from many different people, all joined together in Christ as one new man. How did this happen? We read the previous verses. One man died. That was Jesus. Therefore, all of us died. All of us were planted in the ground. All the old creatures planted in the ground. But now, those who live no longer live for themselves. We live in a new creation. We are part of one another. We are one. We live by His life together. Oh, this is a precious basis of our fellowship together. 
Since we are new creation, we consecrate ourselves to the Lord. We present our bodies a living sacrifice. Lord, use us, fill us with your life. Lord, help us to fellowship your life one with another. Now we know this life will be full of love, full of truth, full of grace, full of mercy. This is the life we want to fellowship one with another. It's the fellowship of the new creation. And so we come together to celebrate the feast of the first fruits. Which, mean, which means that we fellowship on the basis of resurrection life. But there's one further point that we should notice. Jesus is not just uh, the first fruits. We remember in the Gospel of John when Jesus came to Martha and Mary. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Now we see that this resurrection takes on even deeper meaning. That Jesus' life comes out of death. See, he doesn't say I'm the life and the resurrection. He says I'm the resurrection and the life. We come out of death in the resurrection. Because he is resurrection and the life. Now what does this mean? Well, Mary and Martha, they loved their brother Lazarus. They wanted Lazarus to remain alive. It was just natural life. But they wanted him to live. And when he died, they were so broken hearted. Because Jesus came three days too late. And so the sister said, if you only had come, you could have kept him alive. That's when Jesus taught Mary and Martha a new revelation. I am not just a life that keeps you alive. I am the life that when something dies, I resurrect. And so after Lazarus had been dead three days, he was raised from the dead to show them that there's nothing that death has grabbed that cannot be recovered by his resurrection. Now, our basis of fellowship is that we lay down our lives. We deny ourselves. We take up our cross. We plant ourselves, allow the Lord to plant us in the ground. And out of this, 
comes life. Resurrection, life. Now the world tries to keep things alive. Even now in US, there are many people who are actually dead, but they have a machine pushing the lungs, they have a machine pumping the heart. And yet when you talk to the doctor, they say, no, their brain is dead. Maybe in a few more years we can do this for a hundred years for somebody. We keep pumping the heart, we keep breathing the lungs. We keep feeding them some food. But they're not alive. But we try to keep people alive as long as possible. But you see, we deny that it's death. Now many churches are also like this. Now when we come together, now the pastor looks out and says, Oh, this is a dead looking congregation. This congregation looks terminal. Okay, let's pump up the life. Let's sing some more songs. Let's bring in the professional rock and roll band. Let's tell some lively jokes. We must keep these people alive. And so everybody goes, huh, huh, and they act alive for a little while. But in the end, everybody goes home and now they have to take a nap. But when we come together, we come together based on the death of Jesus. And we lay down our lives. We don't try to work something up. All we have to do is yield ourselves to the Lord. And then, the miracle of resurrection. Now, how many times have we experienced this? Oh, brothers and sisters, if you fellowship regularly, you know this experience of resurrection life out of death. Sometimes we come together for prayer meeting on Tuesday. And everybody looks like they need to be in hospital. Everybody's tired. Everybody's going like this. And we're just making prayer requests. Oh, then we begin to pray. And the very deadly prayers. And we have a deadly list. We're going to pray for 29 things. Right oh, we start falling by the wayside. How are we ever going to do this? So many people are sick. The more I pray, the more. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> and then somebody. Just about we're all dead. Somebody prays a prayer. On the resurrection ground. Because we've all been praying from the uh, from the view of the earth. 
But somebody prays from the heavenlies. And they see something the Lord wants. Suddenly they pray. Somebody else says, Amen. This is the same as starting to breathe again. Amen. Somebody else says, Amen. And you can feel life come right into the meeting. We're praying according to the will of God. Oh, I think uh, probably, Enoch, you know, we should keep a record how many prayer meetings were resurrected from the dead. <laughs> But even even our Sunday morning worship. Now we always want a wonderful time. Sometimes. I don't know how it happens. We ask for six songs in a row. We know none of these songs. And with each song we go down, down. Somebody prays a prayer we don't understand. Down, down. And you know something? Now the uh, the enemy often sits on a time of worship. Because he hates to hear the Lord Jesus magnified. He makes everybody feel tired. Everybody feels a little sick. And then somebody worships in spirit. Maybe they ask for just the right song. But they offer a prayer that comes from their heart. And suddenly, our whole worship time is like it's resurrected. We come into the presence of the Lord. We even take His table with weeping in our eyes. How merciful the Lord. Even our Bible studies. You know, we get together, we want to study the Bible. It's a good, it's a noble desire. But we gather together, uh, we uh, share a lot of knowledge that we all have headache. Sometimes we study the Bible, but we share from the letter of the Word. Uh, and uh, so as we're looking around say anybody have something to say everybody's looking down <laughs> this, this is not a good Bible study and then somebody says I was reading this passage yesterday and the Lord spoke to me about this and they just give us a little something that the Lord spoke to them. And you can sense the Holy Spirit's breath come right into this Bible study. This is resurrection. You know, it's just a picture of how merciful God is. We desire to fellowship always in abounding life. We wish, we wish we all could come together, everybody living, filled with the Spirit. But even though we desire these things, many times death creeps in. Just our own physical tiredness. We know the Spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. And we gather together. 
Now, when this happens, 当这些事情发生的时候 ，we should acknowledge. 我们应该承认说 ，we are unprofitable servants. 我们是这个没没有益处的这些仆人。We should confess our sin. 我们要承认我们的罪。We should turn away from our flesh. 我们要这个撇开肉体。And embrace the cross. 拥抱十字架。And admit that we're poor. 承认说我们是贫穷的。And then the Lord resurrects us. 然后主就让我们。He is so merciful. It would be wonderful if we all were just overcoming, rejoicing saints. That we, if we all could be overcoming, rejoicing saints. But often we come and we're very distracted. But often we come and we're very distracted. Now when that happens, when these things happen, don't say, "Okay, I'm going to work myself up. Here I go. I'm going to say something, pray something, sing something." 不要试着自己去，好像挑挑望一些事情。No, no, no. 不需要。Say, Lord, I have nothing. 说主，我什么都没有。I'm a poor servant. 我是不配的这个仆人。Lord, I am weak and distracted. 我是非常软弱，我许多事情分我的心。But I come to you. 但是我来到你面前。Is there something, something I can share? 有没有什么我可以交通的 ？Strangely, rather than try to pump up. 很奇妙的，我们没有，好像。Uh, If we just acknowledge our true situation, the Lord shows us mercy. There we are. So, just like the feast of the first fruits. Even when we're experiencing some kind of death in our life, what can we do? We hold up. The sheaf of our Lord Jesus Christ. We just put this, uh, we Lord Jesus Christ as our sheaf. He lives forevermore. He always lives. He is our first fruit. He is our first fruit. And as soon as we lift up the first fruit, we put the first fruit aside. We look away from ourselves. We don't look at ourselves. We look to Jesus, our first fruit. We look to Jesus, our first fruit. Life. How merciful is our God! May we learn to fellowship in the good of the feasts of our Lord Jesus. We can be connected to these feasts. We can see that He is our life. He is our life. We praise Him. Let's just have a few prayers. We have a few prayers.
Lord, even as we gather together, Lord, to share Christ out of uh, resurrection life. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that, Lord, we can indeed lift up Christ. Lord, we can indeed have you, Lord, being manifested. Lord, we, we thank you, Lord, that, Lord, in bringing us together, Lord, you want us, Lord, to, to be able to experience you in such a way. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it's not just to lay aside our flesh. Lord, we see how weak we are, how we are nothing. But Lord, you have all the provisions in yourself, Lord, and we just pray that the first fruit of Christ, the riches of Christ, all that you are, Lord, can indeed, Lord, be experienced, can be manifested, can be shared in such a rich way. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for these words. Lord, this is not just for us to hear, but Lord, it is for us to experience. Lord, we just pray that you have mercy. Your Holy Spirit, Lord, um, just <coughs> speak to us, work in us, and may you, in your resurrection power, in your resurrection life, Lord, be manifested, be seen, be experienced, even through us. We just pray and commit this in Christ's name. continue to deal with us daily, Lord, so we can, we can really deny ourselves and pick up our cross, and through our daily life and circumstance and everything that we go through, may bring the life of Christ Jesus resurrected, and we may share this life among us in loving each other and loving yourself each day more. With thanksgiving in Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So 教导我们但愿主敬拜的真实与敬拜的教宗的真实能够完全的做工在我们的身上 